We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans, and a very merry draft miss week to you all. I am your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum. And, Ross, we are talking Packers Big Board today, the moment everyone has been waiting for. Everything you need to know about what the Packers are going to do this next weekend, you're going to find right here on this podcast today. Because Ross and I have spent countless hours on these big boards picking players that we think are going to be Green Bay Packers. And uh, um, and we did the same thing last year, Ross. And a lot of guys did not end up Packers that we thought. <laughs> <laughs> that we thought that we said. Yeah, the, so I'm, the Packers big board had a, had a good run. Um, certainly the year they took Jair and Josh. Both of those guys were top 15 Packers big board players. Um, I think Josh was like number three. Uh, he was CB1 for me in that class. They needed a corner. Um, I didn't think they'd take Jair because he was short. I was wrong. But last year was rough. Um, I did not like Jordan Love as a prospect. I have gotten some more context on Jordan Love. I'm higher on him, you know, than I was on draft day, but still not a ton. You know, I'm not going to change my, like, I'm not going to completely change my opinion on him just because he's on the team now. I'm going to hope that he does well, certainly, just because he's on the team now. But that doesn't change my draft eval. Otherwise, I'd be 
you know, completely full of shit, if we're being honest. So, uh, rough year. And 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 it, uh, I was higher on AJ Dillon certainly than some, but Deguara, I don't even know, made the board. Um, JRJ was high on the board. Uh, Stanford Samuels was high on the board. They didn't even draft him. <laughs> they just they just signed him as a UDFA. So it was a rough. Uh, it was a rough year for the Packers big board last year. Well, isn't that why it's so fascinating? Because I feel like in the Jair draft, that was kind of Goody just like busting through the door like the Kool-Aid man and being like, dude, I'm here. You know, and like he did a lot of stuff yeah. that we really liked. And then the next year. Uh, Outside of that Oren Burks pick that threw me. Yeah. Um, turns out I was right about that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I tried to talk myself. I think a lot of drivers. I tried to talk myself into that one too, but um, you know, he just wasn't ranked very highly for me. No, but he was just yeah, athlete guy. But then, you know, like the next year with Rashawn Gary, uh surprising, you know, shocking to even some, but that one was pretty easy to explain away after you kind of t- you know, look take took a step back and looked at what they were trying to do. And then, you know, Jair and Elton are not Jair, uh Savage and Elton and you know, Jace and all those guys, those were guys that were like, Yeah, we get it. And then, yeah, this last year was very much a head scratcher. And we've talked about, and you know, we've talked about it. We don't need to talk about it again. But I think what's interesting is you look at now moving forward to this year, I think, have we overcorrected as a community, I guess, of Packers, draft writers, and followers to the idea of what's the off-the-wall pick that they're gonna make you know and it and is it just gonna be like I, how hilarious would it be if it was just Kadarius tony at 29 like the guy at the beginning of this draft process that everyone was up in like that's the guy that's the dude he fits everything the packers yeah. are gonna want and then we all went galaxy brain and tried to look at well it could be this could be that what if it's you know this guy uh, let's what's the name that we haven't heard of? Let's be the guy to get that name out there so we can look smart. And then they just pick Kadarius Tony. So well, because you know, like, look, um, it's the only, and even I would argue, Darnell was a little bit of a surprise, but everything has been a surprise. Um, honestly, you ask me basically since Haha, like. I don't remember a Packers pick where I was like, yes, that's perfect sense. You know, even like when they took Kenny Clark, it was, you know, kind of the same thing where I I didn't, you know, know for sure how I felt about it. And I, I, again, like Demarius Randall, you're not loving it. Kevin King, you're not loving it. Um, a lot of guys. But when Goody got there, all of them are surprising. Mm-hmm. Jair, really? Jair's too short. You know, he doesn't he, – he shouldn't be on their board. They took him. Rashawn Gary, damn it. You know, they took the toolsy guy that has bad tape. Darnell Savage, really? A safety, you know? And then, um, obviously, the Jordan Love thing was like, what? So, there's always been a little bit of surprise when Goody's been in charge. Yeah, so I think we do kind of have just our bases covered. It will really have to be an off-the-wall type player. Like, I saw Peter King had Tyson Campbell in the first round of his month. Who he, he, and again, Oof. he doesn't fit Packers' thresholds as far as, like, his agilities. Like, his three-cone 
if we're going off of what they've done in the past, his three cones should take him off the board. If his tape doesn't already, I don't think his tape is very good either, but you know, stuff like that, like who's the name, like even that, like that name surfaced today. So people were talking about him like, Oh geez, Packers need a corner. End of the first round, Tyson Campbell, Georgia. He's got a high RAS, but he doesn't really hit the areas that they, you know, will go after. So, um, you know, speaking of those areas that they go after, that's what we're going to do today, Ross, is – and I think this has been done up a lot now, especially now that this will be Goody's fourth draft. We can kind of start to see really what his trends are, what he likes, and maybe we overreact to that stuff. But when you make your Packers a big board, when I put together my basically my targets for the Packers, that's the stuff we're using is to, what have they done in the past – and can we apply that to players that we see today? So I think, you know, the best way to kind of go about this is, um, and you tell me, is there a way that you can go through different tiers, Ross, of guys um, that you think might be available like per round? Um, and I guess I know we did this show last year, but I don't remember how we did it. So how, how do you want to go through this big board today, Mr. Ross Oglum? Yeah, we can we can do that. Um in in tiers that's that's fine. So I haven't released the last one. I'm still working on so what goes first is the top 300 and then that gets kind of reordered by the Packers needs or my view of the Packers needs moving forward. And I could get more granular, I don't, you know. Um I could you know, my top 300 is different than theirs cuz they 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 value different things than I do. So I could adjust it for and go even further and rank guys for them higher than I have them graded for myself. I don't do that. That that it just gets too deep into the weeds if you ask me at that point. So, you know, the guys that that I ha- have uh for the Packers that they won't get, right? So number 1, uh I have Trevor Lawrence. And that's interesting because I don't have uh another quarterback on the Packers big board until 54. Um just because I would rather take, well, basically 52 other players before I would swing on a quarterback again with Love and Rodgers on the on the uh, roster. Now, those two QBs are Fields and Lance. Uh, and then on the top 100 that's featured on the Cheesehead TV draft guy, there isn't another quarterback because I don't like Wilson as much as other people. I don't think he's a significant upgrade over Love. And I feel the same way about Mac Jones. I feel more strongly about Mac Jones. So getting into then guys they probably won't be able to get. Penne, two. Pitts, three. Chase, four. Devonta Smith, five. Rashawn Slater, six. Seven, Waddle. Derisaw, eight. Pat Sertan, nine. Caleb Farley, ten. Caleb Farley, because of some uh, medicals, is the first guy on the Packers big board I think they have a realistic shot at. I actually think there's a realistic shot at guy number 11 as well in Quiddy Pay, just because guys might fall in love with Jalen Phillips. Guys might fall in love with Gregory Russo just because he's tall. I don't get it at all. But um, I keep hearing from people that know that there are multiple teams with a first-round grade on him. So go with God, I guess. Uh, and then uh, Micah Parsons and J.C. Horn really are that first tier. Uh, 
I don't think they'll end up with JC or Micah. I think both of those guys are going to be safely off the board when Green Bay goes at 29. Yeah, and I think you're right with that. I think um, JC was kind of the darling at the beginning of this draft class, and he just has basically tested himself out of the range. And I think our buddy Jacob Westendorf has basically said, too, with Parsons, he's got some off-field stuff that we don't know a ton about, but if he's available at 29 – it's not good, and that probably takes him off of Green, Boy, Green Bay's board altogether. So, yeah, I, yeah, he, he just would be such a, a tough tough way to see him last until 29. It's happened before. You know, stuff like that has happened before, uh, but you just you never know, and I think JC's off the board too. So, Russ, um, let's look at, at now that we've kind of gotten those guys out of the way, let's kind of look at this through the lens of what are the Packers' biggest needs? You know, I think the first thing that people are going to bring up is corner, um, and then wide receiver is always a really hot, you know, hot topic button, and then offensive tackle um, is one, and then interior defensive line. I mean, edge. You got some stuff. So let's run through these as potential picks at twenty nine. Just viewing your Packers big board, and so let's start with corner. Um, and I've got some guys as well, just some top 100 types, and it'll be interesting to see if we landed on some of the same same types. But Ross, give me your top, you know, top picks, top fits, if you will, to Green Bay at pick 29 at the cornerback position. All right, so cornerback, like I said, Farley might actually make it there. He's 10th overall on the Packers big board, um, and then uh, J.C. Horn at 13, probably not going to uh, do anything there. Um, then goes at 28th on the Packers big board, Gregory Newsom. Uh, I really, really like him. Asante Samuel Jr. at 33. I think he is a um, nickel candidate for them. I don't think he passes a lot of their athletic tests on the outside, but if they're meeting with him this much, I think they see him as potentially a Chandon replacement. Uh, after that, we get into um, other guys that, I guess, do specific things. And so Javon Holland is a slot at 49 overall. Uh, 59, Eric Stokes is a project. 60, Tay Gowan is kind of, in my opinion, a low ceiling guy, but a high floor guy. I think Tay is just going to be fine. And that, that has a lot of value to me. Uh, I think he's going to make it. Uh, Aaron Robinson is my favorite nickel in this class who isn't Javon Holland, who might end up as a safety. Kerry Vincent from LSU is 62 on the Packers big board. And then the two really projecty guys, uh, Milifonu at 69 and Tyson Campbell at 70. They're projecty, in my opinion, for two different reasons. Those are the guys on the Packers big board. And I just want to say, too, like I actually view interior – when I'm not – talking about this class and the Packers needs in terms of what this class has to offer. I actually think interior defensive line tops at all. Uh, You lose Montrevious Adams and uh, Mont was not a world beater by any stretch, Um, but just not having him available. He was very good against the run by, by the time he got to his last year as a Packer. And not having him there means that the roster is super thin. Like, Snacks hasn't come back yet. Uh, it's it's kind of like Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki. Does Dean Lowry fit in this new system? I'm not convinced he does. 
Kenny Clark's obviously there, but they're really, really thin there. And they're really – there's not much there from a, a standpoint of who do I fear, uh, who who is going to get up the field for me and keep my linebackers clean in this new system. So that's actually my top need. Um, and then corner, offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. Wide receiver I think is important with basically none of these guys under contract anymore. But they <laughs> – they really need a defensive line. And the unfortunate part is they aren't in this draft. They aren't. And that's, I think if this was a better D line class, we would talk about it more as the, the pick at 29, but it's just bad. And you want to talk off the wall pick Milton Williams at 29. Ross, how you feeling about that? I'm joking. Um, that would be, that would be off the wall. <laughs> Uh, but when you talk, I mean, he's legit one of the only like pockets. And obviously not twenty, and he'll move up. But yeah, he'll move up in my final rankings, top three hundred. I think Milton might have made. I think he might have made the. Uh... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Somewhere, nope. He will though. He'll he'll move up. He'll move up in in the final top three hundred. And in the I've just he he. Okay, so Milton scared me because, and he was my third round pick by the way today in Packers mock draft Monday. He scares me um, because he struggled against BYU, and BYU has this awesome offensive line. I think they're going to get two or three kids drafted off this offensive line. Brady Christensen is one of my favorite players in the draft when you compare him to where I have him and where other analysts have him. With that said, Milton did not do much against that offensive line. Now, I had a chance to watch other tape, and you still see the things that you feel that he can do well. It's it's just like he had, unfortunately, because he played where he played, he had one chance to go against an awesome offensive line, and it just kind of wasn't there. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, 
you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, and and then also, because this draft is so poor at that position, if the Packers want Milton Williams, they're probably going to have to overdraft him, which is just kind of the trickle-down effect of this class being fit. Is, yeah, I'm not convinced he'll actually be there in round three when I took him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I could see him going round two. And in, in a typical year, I don't think he does. I think he's a he's a day late day two, early day three type guy. But, man, does he, how, how far does he get scooted up the board? Because teams are just like, man, he's one of the few guys in this draft class that we think can um, add some versatility to our defensive line room. And so it's just interesting. Yeah, and I- I think he'd end up being kind of like a toolsy penetrating guy like Kingsley mm-hmm. um, in a normal draft class. Now I would, you go back in time and you look at Kingsley, like he's probably a second or a third round pick now just because of the juice that he's shown already. Mm-hmm. But again, you talk about a normal draft year. Um, this is a really tough interior class of defensive linemen. Not great. Which, I mean, this is off topic, but you want to talk about make a list of top three guys the Packers absolutely have to have, take a jump. Kingsley Kiki's got to be on. You know, yeah, like he, and he's got to stay healthy, and so does Clark. And that's a huge – I mean, w- without having snacks on the roster yet, I mean, without having really any – because Lancaster, I don't know, man, and just in general – I think the street free agents that they're going to have to try to pick up or the, you know, the, the veteran minimum guys, whatever, um, after people get – like I would go get Sheldon Richardson right now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they lost out on Mo Hurst. But they, they need – in my opinion, they need veteran guys that can play. Yeah. Truly. I mean, they, they need veteran guys that can play now. Um, I am not interested in watching a bunch of undrafted free agent defensive linemen try to get up the field in, in this defense. Oof. No. And luckily, I think there's – it, it seems like there's always some guys that kind of wiggle free, wiggle free from their team at, you know, at that position especially. So maybe the Packers can get a veteran on a one-year deal because it's probably going to have to be what, what, what the plan is. Um, but back to so as far as when I look at my board, I don't have it. I don't have it stacked the same way you do. Um, I just look. I'm looking strictly at top 100 type guys, and you know I'm looking at age, athletic profile, program, all that stuff, and the top guy at the corner position. And I and I, I mean I didn't rank it like you did because I I just took guys off that I think aren't going to be there or I, or that I don't have enough information on. Um, but my very top guy would be Greg Newsom, and I, I don't think that's yep. any, I don't think that's any surprise to to Packers fans, um, just because I mean he is almost a perfect RAS score. He's a twenty year old kid from a program that the Packers are very familiar with, and it's just you know we'll, we'll pound it into dust. He he just screams Green Bay Packer. Will he be there? I don't know, and um, that's the question. But if he is, and they pass on him. 
that's going to be a tough one to swallow. It really like, and that's something we don't talk about enough is all this time and, you know, and energy that we put into this stuff to think we know what the Packers want to do. You know, we really don't. And so it, it just would be wild to me if they did pass on him. I have a hard time seeing that. Another secondary guy that's kind of in the same, same breath of air is 21 year old kid, uh, Trayvon Merrick out of TCU. Uh, 21 years old, like I said, 8.5 RAS. He's not a corner, but he's a safety. I just think, you know, the Packers, I know I've met with him, um, are interested in him. And that would be an interesting pick at 29 as well. And then the last guy that I think would be, you know, maybe a first-round pick is Eric Stokes out of Georgia, who I think could sneak in to the end of the first. But he's not 21. He's 22. And we talked, we talked before the show, you know, how – how rigid are we going to be with this age stuff? Because it does have some merit and the Packers have Goody has never taken a guy in the top 33 that is under that's over 21. So I think if you had a lie detector on him and you asked him, why did, why is that? I think he would say because they, they view these prospects as more valuable when they're younger. Um, our buddy, you know, Justin Justice Mosqueda talks about when you're 24, you're no longer a prospect. That's like who you are. And I I kind of buy into that a little bit. If like these older prospects, like so like Benjamin St. Juice from Minnesota is a 24-year-old rookie. He's an older guy. Is he how much, you know, how much room does he have to grow athletically? Does it matter? You know, it's it's a lot of stuff fitting into that. But I think if you ask the Packers, they would say, yes, it does matter um, to them. So uh, that's an interesting one to me. And and we will see on draft day because after and that, go ahead. That, that's a guy like Brady Christensen. Like, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. He He's really good. Yeah. And the fact that he's older, maybe I only use him for one contract. But I, look, do I wish that Brady Christensen was as good as he is and he was 20? Yeah, sure. Fine. But I also kind of like that it sure seems like he's just ready to rock now. Yeah. It's just I don't know if that's how the NFL views it because sure. Because I think we all love Brady Christensen, right? But you keep hearing yeah. he's I keep hearing that he's gonna people say, Well, he's got not gonna make it out of the top one hundred. Maybe, maybe not. Jesus. Maybe the NFL looks at him and says, well, he's 24. It's going to be 25 his rookie year. He's got really short arms. We don't think he can play tackle. We're not sure if he's a tackle. Maybe he has to kick in the guard. And maybe we don't want to take him in the top 100. You know, and, and it happens every year. Sometimes the NFL is right about it, and sometimes they're wrong, as is the draft. You know, that's just kind of the way this, right. this deal works. But the NFL is always, always going to be trying to mitigate risks. So – if they have information that a guy with those types of measurables or that age isn't going to be as successful as player X, more often than not, they'll take they'll go with the analytics actually on this stuff, which is kind of wild. Um, but that's also how guys fall through the cracks, and you get good players on day three. You know, some guys are just football players, like or like Orlando Brown is in the news right now. Orlando Brown Jr. just got traded to Kansas City for a, a boatload of picks. Terrible tester. You know, a guy that you would say this yeah. guy has no business being – he's not an NFL athlete. What does he do? He just shows up from day one and starts at a right tackle at a really high level. You know, some guys just are football players. So, it, it's just – it's tough to say. You know, we do all this stuff, but some guys just are ballers. 
Um, so let's move on though. Where well, that's that's the corner position and really just the secondary position because Javon Holland is on my list too, pretty high up as far as a secondary player. Twenty-one year old kid fits fits the bill, checks a lot of boxes. Um, let's move on to wide receiver. That's the position that everyone loves to talk about. You know who are Packers guys, and, and this is an interesting one too because let's let's set the stage here. The Packers have taken three wide receivers under Cootie. They've all been day three picks, but they've all been what, like six three plus with plus you know nine RAS scores. And so people really like to cling on to that. That oh, but yeah. but Goody's only taken guys that are six three, two twenty, and run a four three, you know, whatever. But then you you can't ignore the fact that they they rostered Darius Shepard two years in a row. They rostered and go ahead. And you can't you cannot underestimate the fact that they've never drafted a wide receiver for Matt LaFleur's system. McCarthy was still the coach when they took Jamon, MVS, and EQ. Yeah. And they've never taken one on day two, even. You know, so like Yeah. Dude, it's just it's hard for me to say they 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 value this when they really just spent day three picks on guys. Like those are lottery ticket types. And so it, it's hard for me. Um, and that one I do take with a little bit more grain of salt. I just tweeted, Ross, last last year, I think around this time, like we had heard Jordan Love's name kind of off and on throughout the draft process. If you go back to the week leading up to the draft, Jordan Love's name gained some steam for Green Bay. Like as far as a guy like Peter King even had in his 2020 mock draft at Jordan Love being a, a quarterback that could be taken by the Green Bay Packers. This year – the name that I keep hearing, and it could just be these guys copying each other. I don't know. But Elijah Moore, the Ole Miss wide receiver, who would blow the socks out of everyone, <laughs> everyone that said they only are going to take 6'3", 220-pound wide receivers because he is not that. Um, but uh, let's start with him. Is, is he on your Packers big board? If he is, where's he at? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's an 8.4 Raz guy, and you know – um, that that means he's a hell of an athlete because he's 5'9", 185, meaning he's got a 1.08 RAS height score and a 2.78 RAS weight score. Uh, and what that means is, you know, he's getting killed for – we don't have agilities, you know, but but he's getting killed for his size. Um, bench of 17 is great for a receiver. 36-inch vert is certainly above average. And then his speed grade is just elite, 4.3440 with a 1.5110 yard split. The guy's a burner. I mean, he's just he's he's dust. And so he's on there. Um, all right. So Packers big board here. Uh, the guys that I actually think they have a chance at. So 15th overall on the Packers big board is Rashad Bateman. I think it's about 50-50 that he's available, maybe 40-60. Uh, then Rondale Moore and Kadarius Toney at fifth, at 16 and 17 overall. The reason that being because I think those guys can actually do different things. I think, of course, they can play slot, but I think you can get manufacturer touches for those guys. And I think you can maybe run some jet stuff. I know you can, obviously, with Rondale Moore. There's no question about that. But with Tony, I think he just brings a little bit more to the table. The next tier is 27 and 29 overall, Elijah Moore and Terrace Marshall. Those guys are are two different things. Terrace Marshall is another really good height, weight, speed bet. He's an outside guy. I think he's an X 
Uh, I think he has a chance to be a very good player. And Elijah Moore, the only reason that Elijah Moore is not up there with uh, Kadarius and Rondale is because I think he's just a slot receiver. I'm not manufacturing touches for Elijah Moore. I am not handing the ball to Elijah Moore. I'm counting on him to run great routes. I'm counting on him to kill people from the slot. I think he's going to be a great slot receiver, obviously, or I wouldn't value him 27th overall in this class for the Packers. And with El- I, I obviously think very highly of him. Yeah, and with Elijah Moore, I, when I watched him, I had concerns right away, especially when I heard people talking about him as, as a round one type. And my, my concerns were, what, what is he going to test like? Is, is he an elite athlete? Because at that size, he better be. And yes, check that box. He is an elite athlete. Did they ever get agilities for him, or why? Why? Why aren't there agilities from him? Do you have any idea? I don't think he. I just think he didn't do them, um, or they're out there, and I don't okay. know. But um, go so, look that up. See if that's on um, there. But because you watch him run routes, and you watch him in that Ole Miss offense, and so like it, it makes you think of two things. One, he, he's extremely intelligent. You, you watch the way he runs routes. You watch the way he attacks uh, different coverages. Um, he understands what's in front of him. And I'll tell you one person that really cares about the intelligence of their wide receiver, and that is number 12, Aaron Rodgers. And I think he's going to be a guy that would like him from day one. Um, two, the second thing in that Ole Miss offense, he that man, Elijah Moore, ran more pre-snap than anyone I watched this entire draft process. Like, this guy is always moving, always in pre-snap motion. And so, like, I think you could bring him to Green Bay – and that's what he's going to do right away. And you also need to be intelligent to do that. You know, like they, they don't put dummies in motion all the time. You got to be able to basically know what's going on and, and be able to learn and be able to, you know, deconstruct what's in front of you on the fly as well when you're moving around and seeing what the defense is doing in regards to what you're doing when you're moving. So that tells me he's smart. That tells me he could come and fit into this offense and be that type of player. It would be wild to me if the Packers went that route in round one just because they haven't really valued first-round wide receivers since Javon Walker when we were children. And to, to basically to basically say, okay, well, now we, now we do. We, we're going to take a round one guy, but it's going to be a slot type. Like That would be interesting to me. And, it, and, and by no means would I be upset with an Elijah Moore pick at 29, but it – it would it would kind of be like the huh okay kind of kind of similar to like Sap, Darnell Savage where I wasn't right. I wasn't mad about it but also I was kind of like that's interesting um, so it's not unprecedented for this team to do something like that so um, I like him and the, the only other concern I have with him is I don't think I ever I've ever seen him break a tackle like you know he's 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 sure. a slot guy through and through like. If an NFL defender, the anti Rondale, yes, and if an and if an NFL defender gets their hands on him, he's going to the ground, and he's not going to break a lot of tackles and be that yak monster, which is okay. If if you get open, yeah. and if you're a dog like he is with the ball in the air, and he plays way bigger than he is with the ball in the air, I don't think I really care that much. It's just not his game. But um, did you did you mention Diami? Where's Diami on that? Yeah, so he's by himself. Okay, Diami Brown, thirty seventh overall. Um, he's, he's by himself because he is not a guy I would take in the first round. If they do take the Ami Brown at 29, like, I'm not going to care, I guess. Uh, I would be really, really, really surprised, <laughs> but, but I wouldn't care. 
Because then you get to 66 overall with Nico Collins for me, um, followed by Amon Ross St. Brown at 74th. And, and this is kind of the clump. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown at 74th overall. Tylen Wall 75th. He's going to go down. Um even further than he is, because he just he's he just tested so poorly. He's not going to be a Packer, and he tested so poorly that he's going to have to be a pretty big outlier to be successful in the NFL. And I hope he is. Um, I have nothing against the kid. It's just he tested really poorly. <laughs> so uh, you know he's below average athlete. It'd be surprising if he succeeds just based on testing numbers. That's it. That's all I'm talking about. Uh, same thing with Sage Surratt, who I have at 79th overall. 78th overall, right in front of him is Amari Rogers. Then Dwayne Estridge at 80. And then at 92 and 93, I have Seth Williams and Jalen Darden. And that's it for the Packers' big board, top 100. I'll probably go up to like 175 when I release the final, final one. But those are the guys, and it ends with Darden and Williams at 92 and 93 overall that are on the Packers' big board. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Hopefully we just mentioned some names that the Packers are going to pick <laughs> in this next week. Uh, but if not, we'll see. Sure. And if, if they don't, we'll be right back here talking about the guys that they did pick and uh, breaking down all of that stuff uh, next Monday, which is wild to think that next Monday, Ross, we're going to be talking about new Green Bay Packers. So, guys, thank you for joining us. And until next Monday, go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.